North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. You've tuned into the Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to the Dr. Lowe Show. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Dr. Low Radio. I'm Dr. Lauren Noel. So great to have you back once again for another show. And uh, aren't you guys loving the intro music? Isn't it fun? It's so much more official now, right? <laughs> if you are new to the show, welcome. This is a place where you learn about health, nutrition, empowering content, really just how to be the best version of yourself. And the thing is, we're all perfect already. It's just about getting all that crap out of the way and getting back to who it is that we really are. And that's what I really love to empower you guys to see is that you're all perfect, whole, complete right now. And it's just about learning tools to continue to get you to that place, whether that's in the area of health or mindset, or, you know, sometimes we just need to be inspired and listen to people who uplift us because we all have the same machinery in our minds, you know, we all can have that voice that says you're not this or that enough, or, or, or maybe with health, you'll, you'll never get better. Or maybe doctors have said something to you that is, uh, depressing or that seems like there's no answer. And there's always another way to see things. There's always healing that's possible. And there's always freedom that you can have in your mind as well. And when it comes to something as common as, as thyroid issues, that's what we'll be talking about tonight. It, this is a, a topic that a lot of patients get really discouraged about. And hopefully after listening to this show, you'll see that there is so much information that is important when it comes to the thyroid and knowing this stuff is really, really empowering. So hopefully you'll get some good nuggets out of this. We've done a few shows on thyroid before, but I think we dive into it even, even deeper tonight. So open your minds and, you know, be ready to learn a lot. And if there's anyone that you know, that's dealing with thyroid issues, please share the show with them. And for you guys who have left reviews, thank you so much. If you are loving the show, you're getting value out of it and you've left reviews. I so appreciate it over on iTunes, or if you're an Android user over at Stitcher, um, if you haven't left a review, please head over there, leave me a five star and leave me a comment. And, and also too, if the show's made a different, a difference in your life, made an impact. If you have a, a healing story or someone, you know, that their health has been impacted by the show. I'd love to read that. It's super inspiring. Um, and it's great for other people to see, you know, the kinds of changes that people are having with, with the show and, and also too, your story inspires people. So share about it. So just wanted to share that. Thank you guys so much for the love and for the continued support. And let's dive into the show. 
All right. We have the amazing Dr. Amy Myers back on the show again. She is so good. We're having her back and very excited to have my friend on the show. She is a renowned leader in functional medicine and also New York Times bestselling author of The Autoimmune Solution and the newest book, The Thyroid Connection. She received her doctorate in medicine from LSU Health Sciences Center, and she spent five years working in emergency medicine before training with the Institute for Functional Medicine. She's helped thousands around the world recover from chronic illness through her dietary-based program, The Myers Way, and she's created multiple programs, tools, free resources to guide readers through her revolutionary approach to health. Her blog and website serve as a beacon of hope, and she has a beautiful website, and it's to the many sufferers of chronic disease and autoimmune conditions. So grateful for what she's doing in the world. Amy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Welcome back to Dr. Low Radio. Thank you for having me again, Lauren. I'm excited to be here. Always love catching up with you. Yeah, it's great to have you back. And you've been a busy girl. I know you got you got married recently, right? I did about a year and a half ago. Oh Time flies. Yeah. Wild. You guys are such a cute couple. And no, thanks. Still enjoying being newlyweds, I assume. <laughs> we are. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we've actually had much time to right. enjoy that. We've released one book basically right before our wedding and then, <laughs> you know, got back and almost started writing another. It's crazy, but yeah. yes. You've been a busy bee and you're doing some great things. This topic of the thyroid is so important. There are so many misconceptions and just bad information out there about this topic. And so anytime we can talk about thyroid, I I'm all for it. I think that, you know, women really need to be empowered about this women and men. I say women, cause it's, you know, more common in women to have issues in this area, but so important that we know more about it. This is a very close topic to my heart is it something I dealt with in my, you know, teenage years, early twenties and didn't even know. So, uh, you know, I'm very passionate about this topic and, and bringing people this information. So I know that you have had your own personal experience with thyroid dysfunction yourself. So tell us a little bit about your story and, and you know, why you decided to focus on this. Yeah. So my second year of medical school, I um, started having panic attacks and uh, insomnia and uh, weight loss. And I wasn't trying and eventually ended up with this hand tremor that was really super scary. And so I, you know, my friend said, like, you really got to go to the doctor. And so I went and, you know, I, I really frankly got brushed off by the doctor. She just told me, oh, you're a medical school student, you're second year, you're learning all this, you know, different diseases. So you think you have them all. And I mean, not condescending, but definitely dismissive of me. And I, of course, was very upset about that because I had been in the Peace Corps and my mother had died the year before very unexpectedly from pancreatic cancer. And I just never responded to stress in this way at all. And so, you know, I mean, like I tell my patients, I mean, I, you are always going to know yourself better than anybody is. And so you've got to stand up for yourself. And so I was like, I just intuitively knew this was not stress, was something more. And so I just stood up for myself and said, you know, that's not what this is. And I need a full workup. And, uh, you know, she called me back about a week or so later and told me that I had an overactive thyroid and that it was autoimmune. It was called Graves, which is of course a very scary thing to hear. I'd never, didn't even know what autoimmunity was and nobody in my family had it. And if anybody knows anything about, um, you know, with Hashimoto's, you kind of just take Synthroid and conventional medicine says, okay, you're done. But with Graves disease, really the interventions to stop your thyroid from overproducing are very scary. It's uh, very toxic medications or it's surgery or it's having your thyroid blown up like Hiroshima with iodine-131. 
So, you know, and you can read all about this in the book. I tell my story in the first chapter, but I grew up in a very holistic way. Um, and so I actually went into medicine knowing that I would practice functional medicine. I just didn't know what it was called, but I wanted to do holistic or natural medicine, even though I, you know, got a conventional MD degree. And so I really didn't do anything at first and tried Chinese medicine and some natural things and nothing was working for me. So I eventually did the medication, which then gave me toxic hepatitis. And I was bound to my bed for about a month while I was trying to recover from that. I thought I was honestly going to have to drop out of my second year of medical school because I, you know, couldn't go to class and stuff like that. Eventually, very long story short, you know, had to have my thyroid ablated because I knew no other solution to this. And uh, then that was a whole nother roller coaster after that of thyroid hormone dumping and then, you know, becoming hypothyroid and then getting on synthetic, you know, uh, Synthroid to then, you know, eventually getting on a more natural form and eventually taking my healthcare into my own hands and learning about functional medicine. And then, of course, you know, helping, you know, with thousands of people with autoimmune conditions and thyroid conditions in my clinic. And so eventually wrote the autoimmune solution and now the thyroid connection. Wow. It's a wild ride, girl. What you what brought yeah. you to where you are now? And so I, you know, we always say hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? So like looking back, do you what do you see that could have maybe played a part in you developing Graves in the first place? Well, I talk about in the book there are five factors that really um, contribute, I think, to all chronic illness, particularly thyroid and autoimmunity, and that's our our modern day diet, our leaky guts, toxins, infections, and stress. And then I can get into some more very specific ones surrounding the thyroid in terms of you know the the halides and various endocrine disruptors and heavy metals and stuff like that. But you know, I, I talk about kind of a pie chart, and in my clinic, you know, I could have three people with Graves' disease, and they all might have the same diagnosis, but kind of how they got there might be vastly different. For one person, it might be more um, gluten or diet. For somebody else, it might be more heavy metals. For somebody else, it might be more stress. But I kind of talk about this pie chart and everybody probably has all five factors. Well, mm-hmm. I certainly did. I mean, I was a vegetarian at 14. I was eating um, a lot of gluten. I mean, it was what I considered healthy gluten in the sense of it was Ezekiel sprouted grain bread. I was eating a lot of tofu and, and, uh, and dairy, um, as a vegetarian, I was eating, everything was, was soy based for me. Uh, I had lots of infections in my gut, like yeast and small bowel bacterial overgrowth from this high carb diet. I'd spent time in China um, so I had and ate a lot of tuna fish early on in, in college. So I and I have MTHFR two mutations. So I had high heavy metals and uh, definitely stress going through medical school, returning from the Peace Corps, and then my mother's death, and then infections. You know, I had been exposed to Epstein Barr, and so really I, I had all five of those pieces of the puzzle. And you know, it, it has taken a while, and it's always still a journey. Just you know, constantly unraveling and peeling back the layers of the onion, like we like to say in functional medicine and getting to that root. Right. So I'm sure a lot of your uh, motivation and in going into functional medicine is probably just understanding your body, right? And getting to, to what was it that went wrong for you. And that's how you can then use that to help your patients and your readers. 
Well, absolutely. I mean, it's it's definitely why I've, I've focused in the area of autoimmunity and thyroid because, yeah. you know, these are two that I really understand. And even though conventional medicine feels they solved or cured my graves by blowing up my thyroid, <laughs> I knew that that really wasn't true. And that if I didn't get to the underlying root causes for myself, I was three times more um, at risk of getting a different autoimmune disease. And, you know, if I really never got down to the root cause and I was just leaving myself vulnerable, to who knows what else because it's like I tell people I mean I had a patient who had um, ulcerative colitis and essentially had his entire colon cut out it's like I feel amazing since they did that it's like okay well they cut out like the part that was physically damaged but you know if you don't get to the root of of why your immune system's awry it's just going to go and attack something else you know cutting it out or blowing it up or never the you know it might be the quote-unquote immediate solution to get you to feel better or to stop a certain fire but it's never the permanent solution Right, right. And so you've seen both sides of, of the coin with this. You've seen conventional medicine, you've seen functional medicine. So paint a picture of, of how these two worlds differ when they're you know, approaching treating thyroid issues. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, not, you know, not tooting my horn, but I would say that, you know, why people do feel comfortable coming to me um, or my colleagues in my clinic for autoimmunity or thyroid is that, I mean, I get it from a personal level. I do. I've been trained as a conventional physician, so I get that. And then I've, of course, done training, all the training through the Institute for Functional Medicine. So I kind of have this 360 view from patient to, you know, to physician to, you know, integrative physician. But in conventional medicine, what's going to happen when you know when you think you might have thyroid dysfunction as you go and or let me just sort of give a broad picture in conventional medicine the diagnosis is often the end you know goal is to find the diagnosis and then give a pill in in functional medicine is really the beginning goal it's like oh you have this diagnosis well why do you have this diagnosis how can we get to the root cause what can we do to reverse this diagnosis so we really start at two completely different places and in conventional medicine, you might go in with symptoms of, you know, low thyroid or high thyroid and, and you know, at best, they'll check your TSH for you, which is really a thyroid stimulating hormone that's really kind of telling the pituitary uh, or telling the thyroid or telling the pituitary to talk to the thyroid to, you know, stimulate more hormone. It's really not telling us what that hormone is doing within our body. So we need more information. We need a free T3, a free T4. I usually do a reverse. T3, at least in the beginning to see, you know, that free T3 to reverse T3 ratio. And I can go over what that is. And then of course, thyroid antibodies, because we really want to know if this uh, thyroid dysfunction is autoimmune in nature or not for, you know, all the reasons that I just said you know, you really want to know about these thyroid antibodies. And if you have, if you have autoimmune thyroid, I mean, most thyroid dysfunction is autoimmune in nature. When we're talking about low or high thyroid, of course, thyroid cancer is a different category and thyroid nodules and thyroid cysts. But when we're talking either hypo or hyperthyroidism, most of that is autoimmune in nature. And it is important to know for all those reasons that I just mentioned regarding, you know, if you're not dealing with the underlying cause, you're leaving yourself vulnerable. So, um, you know, and of all of that, the most important thing is really checking a free T3 because it's telling us, you know, that's the, the thyroid hormone that can get into the cell, go into all the receptors, keeps us warm, gives us energy, keeps our weight, you know, level, keeps our mood even. And, uh, you know, if we don't have enough of that, it's a, it's a big problem. Or likewise, if we have too much, like what I had, things are, you know, overactive for you. So it's really um, understanding these tests and, and A, getting the right test and then getting the 
looking at these in terms of optimal levels rather than just normal levels. So those are really the things that conventional medicine does. They don't test all the levels. And then when they test the levels, they're looking at them in these antiquated reference ranges rather than optimal reference ranges. So, you know, that, that, that's sort of the fundamental, just sort of figuring it out. And then of course, you know, in terms of treatment in, in functional medicine with Hashimoto's and Graves, we'd want to get to the root cause. And then with Graves, there are many things that we can do using thyroid calming herbs, um, motherwort, uh, buggleweed, lemon balm that can really help calm the stress and the adrenal glands, but also stop the thyroid um, from producing as much thyroid hormone, hopefully sparing you from having to go on these really toxic medications like I did. And of course, following the dietary program in the book to hopefully prevent you from even having to do anything radical like I did. I mean, in my clinic, I have definitely, and through the autoimmune solution book, I've had people write back about graves that they've been able to reverse and, and prevent them from having to do something, you know, literally life altering and, uh, you know, non-reversible like right. surgery or, or an ablation. And then of course with Hashimoto's, if you need supplemental thyroid hormone to potentially, depending on the person, go on a more natural form, you know, of armor, nature thyroid or Western thyroid pure or something like that. So you know, there are a lot of big differences, you know, vastly the entire way of how we approach thyroid yeah. short of maybe doing a TSH <laughs> as yeah. the only like commonality. You know, exactly. It's really like apples and oranges. It's completely a different world, the way conventional medicine treats thyroid and the way, you know, naturopathic or functional medicine treats it. It's that it's like with conventional medicine, you get the tip of the iceberg. So you get TSH, maybe T4. And then depending on what's off, you're going to get Synthroid pretty much if it's a low thyroid or if it's overactive, you're going to have your thyroid ablated or take something like, like you said, the iodine 131. That's pretty much it. And that's, that's like really the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more to it. So, you know, you got to get the full picture. And then once you get the full picture, there's so much that can be done to address the situation rather than just taking a pill. So, um, I'm curious the, the reverse T3, you mentioned that I'm, I'm curious in your experience, what are, what are some clues of what that could tell us if the reverse T3 is high? Sure. So I like to look at something called a free T3 reverse T3 ratio. And that's really kind of looking, we think of free T3 as kind of the, the, um, gas. And we think of the reverse T3 as the break. And so if somebody has, now you can have a low T3 free T3 and a high reverse T3. You can also have like a totally normal or even good looking free T3. But if you don't check that reverse T3, that might be even higher. And so I like to think of that as a 10 to one ratio. And if that's really off, it signals to me stress. I think about heavy metals, uh, you know, toxins, infections, and uh, even starvation. And when I say starvation, of course, that can be somebody who's literally like a bulimic or an anorexic who's, you know, not eating. Um, but I also think of people who are out there doing paleo diets and stuff, but their guts are so messed up. So they're not getting the nutrients they need to make that conversion from T4 to T3. So that's really something I spend a lot of time about in the book, because one of the biggest places that I see thyroid dysfunction is in the simple conversion from T4 to T3 and that not happening due to nutrient deficiencies. You know, in an ideal world, we would get our nutrients from our food, but by the time that you have, you know, gotten to a place of true dysfunction and a diagnosis, um, the likelihood is that you need, you know, some form of supplements, um, whether it's, you know, preventing thyroid dysfunction or addressing thyroid dysfunction. And of course, we spent a lot of time in the book, The Thyroid Connection, creating, you know, a 28-day 
plan uh, with recipes that are full of uh, recipes that are taking out foods that disrupt the thyroid hormone and adding in foods that help support it with all the nutrients um, needed. But some people do on top of that need uh, some like a very good multivitamin. In fact, I formulated a multivitamin, the Myers Way Multi, to go along as a companion to the book, you know, because I see so many people that the reason that they have thyroid dysfunction is just simply because they don't have the nutrients to, you know, make the hormone, convert the hormone, and get the hormone into the cell. That each of those three stages requires a certain set of, of nutrients, um, which is uh, tyrosine, iodine, selenium, zinc, B vitamins, essential fatty acids, um, vitamin A, vitamin D. And, you know, many of us are, are deficient in these. Yeah. I think that's a huge, a huge topic. And it's something that I'm very passionate about the, the different nutrients needed to support the thyroid, because it's really common that a patient will be put on Synthroid. And really the best thing for them is just to get nutritionally repleted with what is low. So the thyroid has the building blocks to work again. I, I love that you mentioned tyrosine and that comes from protein. So if you know, a patient is really skimping on protein, not getting enough their body, they can't even make thyroid hormones in the first place. So it's really giving the thyroid what it needs to work. Yeah. And, and back to that point, you know, cause I know that you are in the paleo arena as am I. And so, you know, we've both spoken at paleo conferences. And so of course I would get patients coming in after those conferences to see me and they're following paleo diets, but their guts are so messed up right. that they're really not getting the value. You know, they don't have enough stomach acid to break down the proteins. They don't have enough bile to, you know, to break down the fats. And then they have SIBO, small bowel bacterial overgrowth or yeast, and then they're not absorbing these things. So you can even be eating a really great diet, but still have problems in your, you know, I like to say it's not you are what you eat, but it's you are what you digest and absorb. So that's, yeah. that's a really a key factor here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I love the nutritional piece. So we talked about selenium, iodine, zinc, essential fatty acids, vitamin D, vitamin A. Vitamin A is a big one. I remember back in the day when, when I was, um, before I had my thyroid issues addressed, I was a vegetarian back then and I would eat tons of carrots and lots of vegetables and I was getting so much beta carotene, but because my thyroid wasn't working properly, I couldn't convert it into vitamin A. So I was orange. I remember looking back, I had this orange, like yellowy tint to my, to my skin. It was so funny looking back cause I didn't know what it was. So, you know, really important to, you know, that we have that proper thyroid function so you can actually turn some of your nutrients into the active form as well. Yes, that is definitely a key. I mean, I do vitamin uh, testing, as I'm sure you do as yeah. well, in the clinic. And when I see that on, on something called an ion panel and somebody with a super high beta carotene, but a very low vitamin A, I definitely think to myself, um, I think there's probably some thyroid dysfunction going on. I mean, typically we have the labs already because I, you know, of course, test everybody for thyroid. But, right. um, but, you know, it's just another clue there for sure. Yeah, definitely. And also, you know, some of the little clues for people listening at home, you know, if you have like some bumps in the back of your arms, that can be a clue. You might be low in vitamin A. Um, also some other clues of, of maybe some low thyroid. If you feel real puffy in the morning, like you feel your eyes are real puffy. Um, if you just lots of water retention, um, you know, things I'm sure you talk a lot more in your book too, just different symptoms like, you know, weight gain and, um, hair falling out, feeling tired, 
just, you can eat like a bird and you just can't lose weight, right? Especially if you've been doing the same thing over the years and you find that you're just not able to maintain your body weight as much as you used to, or if you kind of tend towards being constipated, what are some of the other clues of usually low thyroid? And we can talk about some of the hyperthyroid ones too. Yeah. And I think a big, you know, something that I write in the book is there's sort of the classic low thyroid symptoms and the classic high thyroid symptoms, but a lot of people have overlap and have, you know, and so therefore can also be really confusing or somebody's going through a checklist and they'll say, well, I don't feel depressed. I feel anxious or, you know, I have insomnia, but I can't gain weight, but I'm, you know, but I can't lose weight. So, you know, I'm, I'm checking things on both sides of the box. So maybe I don't have a thyroid condition at all. And, you know, there's a lot of overlap. So, you know, as I mentioned, there are thyroid receptors on every cell of the body. And so that means uh, that it can affect literally every organ in the body. And that's another reason that it's often hard to diagnose because symptoms are all over the place. Symptoms are vague. Um, symptoms aren't, you know, fitting nicely into potentially a box. But so, you know, kind of starting up top with the brain, you could have brain fog with low thyroid. You could have, uh, you could have depression or anxiety, you know, mental uh, disturbances, mood disturbances skin issues, as you mentioned, um, dry skin, hair falling out, brittle nails, uh, low heartbeat, low body temperature, uh, slow digestion, so constipation. Uh, on a physical exam, you could have a slow, what we call tendon reflexes. So your reflexes could be slow. Everything kind of slows down. You feel tired all the time. You're gaining weight or not losing weight. You might have fertility issues if you're a woman or libido issues if you're a man, uh, or, you know, problems surrounding your menstrual cycle. And then of course, you know, overactive is more things like anxiety, um, insomnia, uh, panic attacks. Like I was having a tremor, fast heartbeat. Uh, fast digestion or even di- diarrhea. Um, it could have your eyes bulging out if you have Graves' disease. Either of these could have swelling in the thyroid or a goiter, could have high tendon reflexes or fast tendon reflexes. Um, even with Graves, there's some, you know, bumps or rashes along the shins that you can get. So, you know, it's really, and of course, fertility issues, you know, in females as well. Um, and then, you know, even a tremor, like I had a eventually in muscle weakness and wasting. I mean, that's, I literally had to hold on the stairs, hold onto the rail to go down the stairs because my legs were just trembling. You know, when I was going down, I was like burning through. I'd gone from like a size four down to a size zero. And, um, you know, uh, it, 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 and I'll tell you, you know, the, the, as we get fatter as a society, you know, all the clothes companies do is like move up the sizes, you know, mm-hmm. rather than, you know, so like a size four now is not what a size four used to be like. So like a zero back then, I mean, a zero is tiny now. I'm not suggesting it's not, but it was like really tiny then. I mean, I was literally like eating through my muscle probably, um, with my Graves disease. Cause I also was a vegetarian and not getting a lot of, you know, protein. So, you know, that's why I had all that muscle weakness at the time. Right, right. Yeah, it's just so eye-opening now to look back and see all those clues. So one of the things you talked about that I'd love to dive into a little more is is the topic of, of toxins and, and how that can affect the thyroid. So what are, what are some of the, the main toxins that you see that affect the thyroid? Well, so one of the biggest ones that I think I kind of alluded to was really these, um, they're called halogens on the periodic table, um, that sit right next to iodine. And when they're in their, um, anatomic state with negative ion, uh, fluoride, chloride, and bromide, they displace iodine in the body. The biggest concentration of iodine in our body is, um, 
is in our thyroid. And we need, obviously, iodine for our thyroid to work or to make thyroid hormone. And what has happened over the years is we are eating uh, lower amounts of iodine in our diet. Our salt is not iodized. We're not eating sea vegetables anymore or even seafood. And so we're not getting as much iodine. And then, you know, on top of that, what's happening is we are being bombarded everywhere we turn with these other halides. There's bromides in our carpets, in our sofas, in our mattresses, even in our clothes and in our children's clothes is flame retardants. We have uh, bromides and fluorides in our baked goods and a lot of our food products as preservatives. Um, and then we have, of course, chloride or chlorine in water and fluoride in water. So we're getting exposed to enormous amounts of these other fluorides. And then we're in a place where we're getting less iodine. So it's really created this state, I think, of, of, a, of really a true iodine deficiency in our in our society. And I, I do believe that that's one of the biggest reasons for very, you know, all of this thyroid dysfunction, in addition to all the other things, of course, I talk about that in the book, but the general things like our, you know, our diets full of GMOs and, and, you know, gluten and processed foods, and then our leaky guts and these small bowel bacterial overgrowth and candida to um, infections. There's a certain number of infections like Yersinia, um, uh, uh, H. pylori are the various infections, Epstein-Barr, that have been associated very specifically with the thyroid. And then, of course, we're living in a very stressed out society where we are expected to be available 24-7 with our smartphones, um, can't ever take any downtime, and, you know, other stressors that are affecting us, you know, from political stressors to uh, economic stressors to health stressors for people. Mm-hmm. Let's dive more into the into heavy metals a little bit. So how, how can heavy metals play a part and how do they actually affect the thyroid? Well, I mean, it can um, stimulate the immune system um, in and of itself, mercury tends to concentrate in the thyroid and then the, you know, immune system views that as foreign and can go in and, you know, try to, uh, deal with the heavy metals themselves and inadvertently be attacking the thyroid, uh, the thyroid as well. There's a process called molecular mimicry. So, you know, particularly mercury seems to be a really big one, seems to concentrate in the thyroid. Lead as well, but mercury seems to be the bigger one. So certainly there's a whole section in the book about, um, you know, dentistry, biological dentistry and, you know, getting silver fillings removed, uh, but also other places, you know, it's it really, it's in our air. I mean, you don't realize that there's a, I give you a website in the book that you can go and see the coal burning plants surrounding your home. And here in Texas, there are quite a lot of coal burning plants around us. And so, you know, you breathe it in, in the air, it's in our, uh, it's in our water supply. Of course, we all know it's in many vacuum vaccinations. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, you know, as we're learning more about these genetic SNPs, uh, such as MTHFR, we're learning that there's certain people who can get rid of heavy metals better than other people. I myself have two mutations. I'm what's called homozygous at MTHFR. And so my ability to get rid of heavy metals is really decreased by about 90%. Mm. So, I mean, I have to really be careful about making sure I'm not eating any tuna fish and filtering my water, I'm filtering my air, and that I'm doing something to get rid of this, like, you know, uh, um, 
taking supplements that help with detoxification, doing infrared saunas, um, you know, on a regular basis. So, and again, I, I talk about that in the book, just kind of ways to prevent, you know, none of us can live in a bubble and we don't want to live in a bubble. We want to, you know, see our friends and travel and, and be engaged in the world. So what can we do to protect ourselves? And then, you know, if you're getting exposed, what can you do to then um, help get these things out or reduce your exposure? Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes, I know you guys listening, it may seem daunting, right? I mean, especially if this is a, a, a new time of, of hearing about the thyroid and, and from a different view, it can seem like a lot, but it's just take it little by little and just start to look around and notice um, exposures that you might be having in your environment or think about maybe something in your medical history that might make some sense that might connect with the things that we've been talking about. So, and then just do little by little, like maybe start to get filtered water at home. If you can get a, a water filter, maybe a whole house one or one that you can put in your different sinks and uh, you know, and, and try not to use your, your plastic water bottles and, and use glass or use stainless steel and, and just start to little by little clean up your environment. And it really does make a huge difference. If you guys are not feeling right, if you feel some of these symptoms we talked about, then ask for more information from your doctor. And, and if they're not open to it, get a different doctor. You know, it's it's important to be speaking the same language as your doctor and someone who can support you and it's always to me a red flag when, when a doctor is not willing to run certain labs. I think that's not someone that, you know, you want to be working with to get the full picture. So just start to think about some of these things and implement some, some of the things we're talking about. And, um, you know, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Cause this, this world is, is not new for Dr. Myers and I, but if it's a new world for you, just take a little by little. And it's, um, it, it's really going to be very eye-opening as you go through this for yourself. And what I would say for people who this is new for them, I think that they're, you know, really particular if you're somebody who's post-thyroidectomy like me or dealing with Hashimoto's and needs supplemental thyroid hormone. And first, I'd like to say two things. One is I do call it supplemental thyroid hormone because it's not a medication. It is, it is a hormone. It is like an insulin type 1 diabetic who's you know, pancreas has been destroyed by a virus or autoimmunity and does not produce it. Your thyroid has been me, mine's been destroyed by modern day medicine, but other people's might have been destroyed by a virus or heavy metals or their immune system. And they need this life-saving hormone. So I don't want people to feel like um, they've failed if they do ultimately need some amount of supplemental thyroid hormone. Most people don't get diagnosed the minute they start having problems. It's years down the line, or many of you all might've been already be on medication for years. And so I, you know, we can't grow your thyroid back. So this is a book that is really, you know, two of the most impactful things are one, making sure you are getting the right diagnosis and you're getting the right type and the right dose of supplemental thyroid hormone. And so this book is really a book to be a companion with your conventional doctor or functional or integrative, you know, doctor as well. But, you know, I know everybody can't get to see Dr. Lowe and everybody can't get to see me. So, um, you know, you may need to work within the confines of your conventional doctor, which is fine. Many, most everything that I talk about, they can do for you. And so this is really a partnership and I give all the guidance that you need to take the book to your doctor. So being on the right type and the right dose of supplemental thyroid hormone is really key if you need it. And then the dietary component and following the 28-day program 
program is the other key. And then you can get down into the nitty gritty of all the other things that I talk about, but don't get overwhelmed. You know, many people can't change out their home cleaners or their makeup, you know, overnight. This stuff happens over the time. You run out of one thing, you replace it with a new, you know, better, um, cleaner product. Um, you know, some people can tackle everything all at one time, but many people can't, whether it's just physically, mentally, or financially. And so you don't have to do it all, but you do want to make sure you're doing the 28-day dietary program, stress relieving program, and making sure you're working with your doctor. And I've partnered with a lab company to get labs online, and people can go back to my website and get that company um, because I didn't want to write a book and then people be able to not be able to get these labs, you know, because many doctors, you know, they have an ego or they're tied to the insurance companies and, and, you know, they don't want to be told what to do or they just, their hands are tied and they can't do it. So I wanted, you know, people to have a place that they could go and I don't own any part of this company. I don't get anything out of it. It's literally, I just want people to be able to have a place so that they don't feel like, great, I was told to do this thing, but my doctor won't do it for me. Now I'm stuck, throw my hands up in the air. So I, I really give you as much support as I can to make you know, be successful at this. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And, and it's, I, I really think that getting that full picture and educating yourself about what all these different labs mean is huge because you might find something that a doctor misses. Even functional medicine or naturopathic doctors, we find a lot of stuff, but at the same time, knowing that and being that advocate for your health is, is really what it's all about. And that's what this show is all about, giving you guys all that information. So Doc, you and I love food as medicine. That's something we're both really passionate about. So let's talk about some things that maybe people at home can add into their diet or, you know, maybe just a few superfoods or things that that can be helpful to support the thyroid. The number one thing you can do for your thyroid is to, um, the number one thing you can do is to take gluten out of your diet through that process that I've briefly mentioned, molecular mimicry. Uh, the gluten molecule and the thyroid molecule look so very similar to one another that uh, the body or the immune system can frequently get them confused. So I have seen, you know, early on in my practice when um, I had people start out gradually, you know, on elimination diets, just getting the gluten out and typically dairy too, again, because many people with a gluten issue have a casein issue through that molecular mimicry. I see those antibodies really just come down, whether they're for Graves or for Hashimoto's. But you really want to eat foods in order to support the thyroid that are rich in those nutrients that I mentioned you know, getting, uh, lean animal protein. So you're getting, uh, so you are getting, um, your proteins and your tire, your amino acids, the building blocks that you need, making sure you're getting iodine sources of that can be seaweeds, of course, sea vegetables and seafood, or, you know, taking a supplement of low dose iodine. You need zinc and selenium. Uh, these again can be uh, organ meats, uh, lean animal proteins. Selenium can be Brazil nuts. We want to make sure we're getting vitamin A, vitamin D, these things again can be gotten through the diet or, you know, in a supplemental form. And of course, getting outside a whole, whole body, you know, vitamin D and then omega-3 fish, uh, fatty acids, helping it and B vitamins. And so again, just depending on, you know, your nutritional status and your, basically your makeup or your genetics, you may need more, uh, B vitamins than the average person. Mm-hmm. I love uh, oysters for zinc. So good. 
I'm a big oyster fan, but some people cringe when I tell them they should maybe eat some more oysters. <laughs> Brazil nut, or not Brazil nuts, pumpkin seeds would be another alternative for, for some zinc. And also too, just curious that the water filter that you're using, do you have a preference on, on a water filter? Um, I like to, you know, support local companies. So we have a really great company here in Austin called Aquasana that um, I use. And, you know, for people who can't get a whole house filter, I do recommend that you um, get them on your shower, you know, get a tap or over-the-counter one. And then also what people don't think about is the shower. My husband actually, we moved into an apartment recently and he just was putting one on our on our shower, an Aquasana one last night. <laughs> I get with them, I get the one um, that has the wand. So I, I'm a bath person. So if you get the wand, you can use it as the shower head or you can pull it down and fill up the bathtub as well because people really don't uh, recognize, um, people don't really recognize how, how much we absorb through our skin and what's really in our water. And I think most people kind of know, okay, I need to filter the water that I drink or cook with, but a lot of people forget the bath and yeah. the shower. Oh, and also it's becoming a steam, right? In a hot, hot shower. So you're just yes. breathing that stuff in. Yeah. Yes. You absorb. Yes, exactly. So in a shower, um, there's two things that can happen. You breathe it in, in the shower through the steam, like you mentioned. And then of course your pores open up and then it goes in through the skin as well. Mm-hmm. And then do you guys use a, an air filter in your house? Like I that? do. Yes. Okay. So, um, either, um, I'm a fan of Austin air or of IQ air really, um, kind of just depends on your budget. The IQ air, particularly if you have people who are chemically sensitive, which I am, um, that's what I have in my office. And then at home we have the, um, Austin air. And I'm sure you have a cool recommendation for mattresses, right? Are there any ones you love? <laughs> well, there's a, you know, again, I try to support local companies. There's a company here that has um, different degrees of, you know, organic mattresses. So, yeah, I mean, the more natural of a mattress that you can get, natural latex, organic latex, you know, those can be expensive. So um, they're coming up with some, you know, hybrid ones uh, with, you know, soy foam and things that are not as bad. Mm-hmm. So if you can't, afford to do the, you know, full latex, uh, organic tallet mattress, you know, one of the soy foams is certainly better than the other foams. And then, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's prioritizing things, right. I talk about this in the book, you know, if you can only get one piece of furniture to invest in, um, what would that be? And for me, I would tell you that it would be a mattress if you can, because you know, you spend hopefully at least eight hours a night on a mattress and you're detoxing at night. You know, if you can only get one air filter, for the whole house, put it in your bedroom. Right. You know, that's that's the place. You're in there at night, you're detoxing, you're spending a solid eight hours there. You know, the other chunk of your day is probably, you know, for those that work in an office and you might not have as much, you know, control over what you do there. So, you know, the other big chunk of time, then of course, where else do you spend your time? Maybe you're on the sofa or something. So just prioritizing things in, in that regard. Yeah. Because it can't, I mean, you know, even someone like me who knows all this stuff, I, I you know, I, I don't have an organic, um, sofa. I mean, I, right. you know, hard to come by and I don't have $10,000 for a sofa or whatever it is. So, I mean, you really gotta, you know, or certainly, you know, buying things used, um, and recycling things. I have a extreme sensitivity to mold, which is why we're in an apartment. Cause I got a exposure to toxic mold again. Um, so I don't buy anything used. I mean, it's, it's this real delicate balance for me of, uh, a real delicate balance for me finding 
doing, uh, you know, something that is natural enough. It doesn't off gas, you know, but, but not getting something old that might have mold in it. Right. Yeah, definitely. Cleaning up that environment is key. And I love what you said, just prioritizing where you spend your most time and focusing on that. And, and little by little, you can clean up the rest of the stuff, but yeah, I think the mattress is is definitely one of the big, the bigger priorities, and then the water quality as well. It's those are those are big ones that a lot, oftentimes we don't really think about. So, Doc, thank you so much for all the work you're doing and for gracing us with your presence a second time. Keep up what you're up to, and um, yeah, have an awesome rest of your week, and we'll talk soon. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right, you guys, that is our show. Thanks so much for joining me. Definitely check out Dr. Amy Meyer's brand new book, The Thyroid Connection. It actually releases tonight, September 27th. So it's a very special day for her. You want to go over to Amazon or any of the major bookstores and support her and spread the word. If you know anyone with any thyroid issues, or if you just want to learn this stuff for yourself, pick up the book. It's a really good read, super thorough, and you're definitely going to know a lot more about thyroid prime more than like 99% of doctors. So... I hope you guys enjoyed this show and I'll talk with you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love, and I'll talk to you soon. North Pole Hotline. Help! My in-laws are hosting Thanksgiving and we're bringing the dressing. You mean stuffing? No, dressing. I need cute outfits for everyone. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's kicking off the holidays with stylish denim, velvet tops, the season's best dresses, and 40% off your entire purchase now through Tuesday. 40% off? We'll be stuffing our shopping bags full. And don't forget colorful sweaters and amazing outerwear, too. You can even buy online and pick up in store for free. Ooh, I love an all-you-can-wear buffet. Holiday your heart out at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1118 to 1120. Exclusions apply. See stores for details. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.